welcome to the Selfish Confidence Podcast, a place where we can connect and be real about how hard it is to be your damn self. My name is Jess, and I'm an entrepreneur with a goal to be as confident in public as I am cuddled up on the couch. So let's take action and build our self-confidence, because when you start believing in yourself, magic happens. This podcast is filled with topics to help you stop playing small and start shining your light, because girl, you deserve better. We'll be chatting through barriers with our mindset, health, and how to start living a life you're obsessed with. Are you with me? Let's do this together. Hello, hello, and welcome to this week's episode of the Selfish Confidence Podcast. I am psyched that you're here today and that you're hopping on and you're just getting into this topic with me because I feel like it's one that we all really need right now. I made a post on my stories the other day about how I was struggling to focus on the weekend because we had a lot of stress going on and a lot of things on my mind. And even though I wanted to grab my book, even though I wanted to do some work, I couldn't. I just could not focus and all my brain could do was scroll. Like it even took me so much effort to grab my Nintendo Switch to play Animal Crossing, which I have never played before and I got as a new game, but I knew it was going to take brain power because it was brand new for me. I couldn't even get myself to do that, even though it was something I was really excited about. And maybe you can relate to that. Maybe you're sitting at home and you're multitasking right now. You're listening to this podcast and scrolling on your phone. Or maybe you're doing laundry and thinking about all the other things you have to do. Or maybe your laundry's sitting there, staring at you, waiting to be folded. But for some reason, you just can't get it done. You can't make the move to take the action towards that thing that you've been dreaming about. And that can be big dreams, little dreams, just getting the laundry finished or starting that business you've had on your heart for the last couple of years. There's so many aspects to taking the action that it makes it really, really hard to do. And when that added stress and pressure and things that are going on on the outside world, outside of those goals, they get put to the back burner because like, we just don't think we have what it takes right now to do it. How many times have you given yourself that excuse like, well, I'll do it when I'm ready or when I have time or, you know, maybe when the kids are older or maybe when I have kids, whatever it is that you're telling yourself you have to wait for. Like today, let's talk about that and talk about the piece that's holding you back. And I think it can be some of those numbing things that we've been thinking about. Today's episode, I actually didn't write anything down. I This is the first episode that I didn't write it fully out on paper before hopping on onto the mic. I sometimes get stage fright when I come out onto the mic, and I decided to sit down and record this episode because I was getting so distracted. Uh, messages coming in and things that I wanted to talk about with the house. Glenn's out with Polly, and I might only have like 20 minutes to do this, so I figured I should just sit on the floor and try it out and see if I could record an episode like this with only like a few bullet points. So tell me today, after you listen to this episode, if you liked it or not, or if you like my more structured style, you might not even realize that I write the whole post out, the whole um, podcast episode out before I even hop on the mic. I just feel more comfortable having a good layout. And as a writer, it feels good to me to write it out. And then I can use it for blog post content later. Now I have literally five points in front of me, and I know that that's going to be harder to make into a blog post. But I wanted to see if I had it in me to be able to just like freestyle on the mic today. You know, are you feeling me? So let me know, please, if this is something that you enjoyed, if you felt like it 
I don't know, sounded more like me. If you know me in person or if you just know me from the for the podcast, I'm so glad you're here. Let me know how it compares to other episodes. The first thing that I wanted to say to you when it comes to getting focused and staying focused and, and just navigating this weird pattern that we're in and why we can't control our brains lately is that you're not alone. Like you are not alone. And when I shared that on my stories and so many people messaged me about it, it made me realize how much we're all in this trap. And after getting a couple off a couple one-on-one calls today, I realized even more how deep we've gotten into this trap and we just don't want to think or feel. And it's just easier to scroll. It's easier to immerse yourself in somebody else's life. It's easier to press play on another episode on Netflix. It's easier to ignore everything that our bodies are telling us when we want something, but we're holding back a bit because it's easier for us to numb with something. And we all have different numbing mechanisms. So if that's you, again, you're not alone. We're in this together. And I'm going to give you some tips today to help to navigate that. Um, But first and foremost, it's important for you to notice that you're doing it. And if you're listening to this episode and you're like, oh crap. Yep. Where did those last couple hours go? I just spent it binging on TikTok, Reels, watching YouTubes, so many different things. How many episodes of Netflix this week? Did you watch all of the episodes of Cheer? Because I think a lot of people did. Um, Glenn and I have been binging the show The Mick, and normally I like to read in bed at night. But I use the excuse at our Airbnb that they didn't have bedside lamps, so I couldn't read in bed because I didn't have a bedside lamp. So we had to watch Netflix in bed or Disney Plus, I guess. Um, to help me to fall asleep, even if it's just for five minutes. And he really wanted to read and he uses his iPad to read, but I told him that we needed to watch an episode on Disney Plus. So if you can relate to that, that you have been finding different excuses to numb instead of doing what it is that you want to do, like let's figure this out together. First, notice that you're doing it. Notice that you're putting those numbing mechanisms before your your goals and the things that you have been really wanting in your life. And if you've been like, oh, I really want to build this business, but I can't seem to get off my phone, you got to put your phone away. Like you need to put your phone into a place that you can't even see it. And if that's another room, if that's in your pocket, turn the sound off. If you have a smartwatch of any kind, turn those notifications off and give yourself a couple hours of focused time away from your phone. And even when you're sitting there and you're thinking, oh, I'm just going to check if my husband texted me to see if I needed some cauliflower. No, he can wait. If he comes home with cauliflower, great. And if he doesn't, that's fine too. You'll have something else for dinner. I don't know why cauliflower is the thing I thought of, but remember that it's not that important. You don't have to be attached to your phone all the time. And maybe you do have kids at school or at daycare and you want to have that extra like, oh, well, what if something happens? Sure. You can check your phone or keep the notifications on your watch if you want, Um, but I've always found that to be a distraction. If I can't focus fully on something, which is why I'm sitting down and doing this episode without even planning for it because Polly's not here and she's a huge distraction. I even know if they get here any minute, which they might, that I'm going to have to stop this and somehow get back into it in a few minutes or even an hour from now and my brain's not going to be in the same flow. It's not going to be in the same space and it might be a lot harder for me to get into it. And I think every time your phone dings and your phone, you know, rings that someone's calling you or you just get a notification that a new house came on the market, which is what I've been doing for the last few months. Every time I got an email about a new house, I would stop the work I was doing, sit, check the listing, check the details, make sure it had everything I was looking for, send it to Glenn, call Glenn, talk about the house. And there goes like two hours of my afternoon that I could have been 
working or focusing on something for me. Like maybe that's even doing my nails or doing my self-care or cleaning the house, whatever it is. Know that there's the phone, your phone is probably the top distraction in your life. And it's probably holding you back from making those choices and from making that time a priority for you. Find some kind of routine around your focus time. So put your phone away. For me, I hide it behind my laptop. So yes, it's still in the same room as me because I do a lot of work on my phone and I do want to have it in arm's reach just in case. Um, Or I'll plug it into my room to charge. But for the most part, I hide it behind my laptop so that I can't see it because if it's sitting beside me, I will grab it and check and see if I have messages. I have all notifications turned off on my phone all the time. Like you could call me and I don't know what's happening because I have such a squirrel brain that the smallest thing, if I'm in a good flow, like right now sitting down and doing this podcast, I'm in a good flow. And if someone calls me right now, I know that it's going to distract me. Or if someone were to even text me right now, I would get distracted and that's going to make it that I can't get back into it as easily. So I have a good system. I put my phone behind my laptop. I turn all notifications off. You cannot reach me. And I try to get into the zone of whatever it is I want to focus on. So lately I'll make a cup of tea or I'll have a coffee. I'll have something with me that helps me to stay focused. And I light a candle. So I have a beautiful vanilla scented candle on my desk that my sister made for me. And I use it as my work smell. So when I light it, my body knows that I'm also in work mode. I also, when I'm sitting down at this time, (laughs) I put on, um, different frequencies and I laugh when I say this because I always find it sounds a little like woo-woo but I put on frequency sounds or I put on meditation music I put on something instrumental that I don't know the words to I don't know the melody I can't sing along that I can just like flow and let whatever it is that I want to do happen and I that all comes from first off me putting my phone away and second off just having a routine that helps me to focus in And I think a scent makes a really big difference in this. And I know it sounds kind of silly, but when I light that candle, it tells me that it's work time. It creates this like atmosphere in my office that reminds me that I need to get things done. And my brain like really works with it. Like it just knows when it smells that smell, it's work time. So find yourself a smell, find yourself a routine. Maybe it's a snack, maybe it's a green tea, a coffee, Find something that helps to trigger your brain into that work mode and get your phone out of the room. My second tip for you is to check your diet. And I don't mean like count calories or whatever. I just mean what you're eating. Whatever you're eating, look at what you're eating on a day-to-day basis um, and go from there. What you eat makes a really big difference on your mind and how long you can focus and the brain capacity you have and the memory that you can have. Um, I actually recently did a lot of research into this because a couple of my family members were um, diagnosed with ADHD. And I was like, do I have that? Is that affecting me? And then I started to look into different areas of my life. And although I've never gone to get tested or I've never looked further into it other than trying to find ways to boost my mental capacity a little bit more. I just noticed that I'm not focused, right? And like a lot of us, we're we're so addicted to our phones that we can't focus on other things, whether that's ADHD or whether that's, you know, just the life that we live. It's so busy. We're so stressed all the time. We're always turned on when, you know, even a few years ago, you actually had a break from your phone. Now we just don't have that. Um, and same with food. We're tempted by food all the time. The We're distracted by food all the time. We actually eat now. A lot of people eat, don't even realize what they're eating anymore. And they're just like eating 
for the sake of eating, right? Think of how many times you've sat down and you went for like a couple chips because you're like watching this really cool show on Netflix and all of a sudden the whole bag is gone and you don't even remember eating the chips. And that's not a stab at you. We've all freaking done it. It's just a reminder on how easy it is to numb and to tune out those things when we're distracted. So mindful eating is really important. Intuitive eating is really important. But actually what you're eating when it comes to your brain health is also really important. And that's something that I learned through diving deeper into like ADHD foods for your brain and maybe limiting your sugars and and checking your caffeine and making sure you're getting enough sleep and getting enough water and having a fish oil. So I started having a fish oil every day, having... Um, I use MCT oil in my coffee when I need extra focus. There's different mushroom blends to help with focus. I don't have all the answers when it comes to food, and I don't want to be like, you should eat this, you shouldn't eat this. That's not my style. But I really want you to look into the importance of food and how it's affecting your brain, and same with food addictions and how that's affecting your brain, and, and see if you can change something to make you focus a little better, be able to sustain your motivation a little longer because you're feeling more energized by the foods you chose. You can focus better because you, you know, you had that fish for dinner last night and actually the things in your fish helps you to have better brain focus and it affects your kids too. So keep that in mind. What you're feeding them is going to be what's going to help them to focus longer. So if you've noticed some of these tendencies of, you know, maybe it's TV when we were all kids, how many of us sat in front of the TV for hours, right? It's like that now still. What can you be doing to help them to focus on different things um, longer? Like maybe their schoolwork. Maybe you're still doing homeschool with your kids. How can you help them to stay focused on their schoolwork longer, knowing that you're so distracted and having a hard time focusing as well? Maybe it's the different snacks that you put in, the different rewards that you have, some things that you can work towards together to stay focused longer. And of course, like what you eat isn't the only thing affecting. There's so many aspects of your health that are affecting your your mental health, your memory, how long you can focus on things. The world we live in is making it really, really hard. But if you can do a few things to make it easier, looking at what you're eating is going to make a big difference. My third tip is to watch where your focus is going. Where are you sitting down and mindlessly absorbing? Is it on social media? Are you scrolling for hours and you're like, crap, where did the morning go? Or is it late at night when you're trying to sleep and you're scrolling or you're watching Netflix or you're just picking another episode or maybe you're diving into a book and you just didn't even realize that it's been like three hours and you've been still reading the book. There's so many things that we can just like be totally immersed in. And one thing that's really cool about that is often it can be like you're passionate about it. So think there's things we can be numbing with and we can talk about that in a minute. There's also things you can be passionate with. So same as podcasting, sitting down in front of the mic and talking to you and hanging out with you in this really intimate way is so cool for me and I'm so passionate about it that I can sit in front of this mic and probably talk for hours. Um, And actually noticing now that I didn't write anything down and I still feel like I can talk to you, I am literally picturing you sitting in front of me with a green tea too and maybe a coffee and you're just like hanging out with me. Like I'm picturing you in front of me and it's helping this to flow better. That's not my point. My point is, is it's important for you to watch where it is that you can just like have that kind of attitude that you can just like work and you didn't even realize time going by, but also in the negative way where you can watch Netflix for an entire day and you don't even realize where the day went or you ate that whole bag of chips and you didn't even realize that you were eating the chips. We often go into this numbing mechanism and I did it all weekend. I literally sat on my phone all weekend because I couldn't think 
or feel about what was going on in my life. I just wanted to numb and I did it on my phone. I did it through scrolling. I did it through playing games on my phone. I did it through, you know, taking cute videos of my dog. I didn't want to think or ask my real estate agent again for the 100th time what was going on behind the scenes because I just couldn't take it anymore. It's been a really stressful season. And I think we're all facing that right now, especially here in Canada where things are a bit crazier and we still have a lot of rules and and we don't really know what tomorrow is going to bring anymore. So we try to numb it out. Do you really think social media is going to be the place, the best place for you to numb it out? I don't think so, but I can't sit there and tell you to put your phone away because I did it all weekend too. All I know is I felt like garbage after I did it. At the end of the day, when all I had to come for was that I knew, you know, a bunch of things about other people's lives and I didn't sit in any of my feelings. I didn't journal anything. I didn't do a lot of personal development on the weekend and I felt like garbage. That's what I can tell you. And maybe you're sitting there and you're like, I feel like garbage too, Jess. I've been feeling like garbage this whole pandemic because I can't focus. I've checked the news too many times. Now I'm not checking the news anymore. So I'm just like, don't want to, you know, no thing. So I try to not immerse myself in that. Anyways, I'm getting on a long tangent for you to just kind of figure out where your focus is and if you're numbing with things. And things that you can be numbing with can be food. It can be your phone. It can be, um, it can be work. It can be 100% work that you don't want to think or feel things. So you just like dive into all your work. You put all your energy and all your focus into your work. And I have been that person so many times too. It's not a fun place to be. When somebody asks you what your hobbies are and you have to say, uh, is work a hobby? It's not cute. That's not good. The hustle culture has got to go and we need to start finding those things and those hobbies that make us feel really good. Whenever I talk to my husband, like, and I ask him what his hobbies are, I can even tell you them. Like, he's into hockey. He plays hockey several times a week. He's, he loves comic books. He can tell you anything about all of the Marvel series. He can, he loves mountain biking. He loves doing, you know, different projects around the house. I've never been able to have hobbies like that. I just, it's not, I don't know. I never had them. And I've never really had a lot of interest in having them. So podcasting has actually become, you know, a really cool hobby for me. And it helps to make time fly. But if you're submersing yourself in work all the time and you don't have any hobbies, like that's not helpful for your brain either. Maybe you can focus really well at work. But when you come home and the kids are running around and you're just like going to pull all your hair out, you can't focus at home because... You just don't have that kind of energy. Maybe it's situational for you. And think about that too. Check where you're numbing. Check where you're just like going through the motions. And if that's at work, if that's at home, how you can tackle both is really important. My fourth tip is to figure out your learning style. Maybe you think you are unfocused and you can't get things done because you're stressed or because, you know, it's just the way you're made. Maybe you're just not learning the right way. Maybe you have found that you can hear it better. You need someone to you know, read it out loud to you. You can't read a blog post and absorb it. You can't read a textbook and absorb it. But if someone were to to read it to you like this in a podcast style, you can absorb it a lot better. Or maybe it's the opposite. Maybe it's better when you can read it along with my words, or you can read it just on its own and like absorbs into your brain. I have always been the type that needed people to like show me. I learned from trial and error. So if you were like, build this website, here's how you do it. I wouldn't even listen to you telling me how to build it, which is not a good thing, guys. I know that. Um, But I would sit down and I'd play with it until I figure it out. And when I get stumped, I'd go back to your notes and I'd read them and I'd like figure out how to get past that thing I'm stumped in. 
I have to go through trial and error to just figure it out. And I kind of felt that way with Animal Crossing too. I knew I was going to take some time to like really dive into how the game worked and if I would really like it. And that might be a funny example for you, but I'm trying to find hobbies, okay? I'm trying to find things that are not work, that are not on my phone, that are something different. And it's a new one for me. And I knew it was going to take me Googling things and trying to figure out how to play the game. Uh, And it takes time. So remember that too. Find your learning style and try to figure out what is your best way to absorb information and tackle it that way. Instead of just thinking you can't focus, maybe it's a matter of you trying something new and seeing if videos work better for you or maybe it's podcasts or maybe it's books and just like navigating it like that. And the last point I have for you, and I think the most important point of them all, is to manage your stress. The reason I couldn't focus all weekend was because I was stressed, because I had a lot of things on my plate and I just didn't want to put my time and energy into anything because I wasted all my time and energy stressing about something that really didn't matter, that I didn't have control of the outcome at all. So find where, again, where you're numbing and see if it's because you're stressed. And if you find that you're stressed, Do something that manages your stress. Do something that you can work on that just like helps you to feel better. This morning, instead of going and doing some crazy HIIT workout, um, high intensity cardio workout of some sort that I do normally enjoy, it actually really helps with my stress, um, I decided to go into flexibility and do these like slower yoga moves and I actually got into a place where I felt like it was more meditative and what I've been focusing on this week and as I go into a, a stressful season in my life is that I focus inward meditation and yoga, instead of putting the pressure on myself to be perfect and to have all these things done and to also include high intensity training and, you know, might as well run a full marathon, not actually, but you know what I mean. We put those pressures on ourselves and I've talked about that in other episodes where sometimes we just need smaller goals. The goal to help with managing your stress, instead of putting more on your plate, like let's put less. Let's try to think of some things that we can take off your list and also think of some things that you can add on that are going to make you feel good. A self-care day, a day off social media altogether, Um, a day where you can hang out with your friends or you can go out to dinner. Tonight I'm going out to dinner with some friends and I'm really excited about it to just unwind and to even just verbalize and talk about the things that have been going on in my life so that one, I feel less alone and two, it just like helps for me to like release it. When I say it to someone, I say this to my clients all the time. If you're going through something and you're really stressed and it could be two in the morning, you're laying in bed and you can't get to sleep because you're sitting there awake, send me a message. No, I'm not going to wake up. I'm not going to send you a message back at two in the morning. But there's something about saying it out loud that helps me to release it and to like let my stress go. So if I'm having something, I might message someone and say, hey, I'm just having a really hard day. I'm really stressed about X, Y, and Z. Um, Just thought I would let you know so that you could be in the loop. One, you're going to feel less alone. And then also you released it. You got that energy out and maybe you'll be able to fall asleep. And I think it's important that you have someone in your life that you can do that with. But if you don't, one, find one. And two, if not, find it in yourself and find those things that you can manage your stress with at home on your own. Um, Again, for me, meditation has really helped, but it's not the first thing I go to because I know it also takes a lot of effort. So I try to do baths. Actually, shaving my legs manages my stress. This morning, I did that real nice. Nice and smooth legs over here. Um, Or it could be making dinner, um, enjoying some foods that I love. Maybe it is watching an episode on Netflix, but being aware that it's going to be one or two episodes and that you're not spending your whole night there numbing. You're doing it because it's actually going to help you to unwind. 
and not because you don't want to feel. So look at those different areas of your life that are going to help you to manage your stress and feel better about what you're doing and not worse. So those are my tips to help you to stay a little bit more focused on things. And if you're sitting there and you're like, I don't know if I can do this, Jess, I can't focus, send me a message. Get it out there. Let's talk about it. I have a couple openings for February for life coaching clients. I'd love to talk to you about what it is you're struggling. Um, the first call is totally free. And if you, it's something you're interested in that you just want to like talk a bit more about how I can help you or maybe what it is that you're struggling, you just need someone to listen, send me a message. Let's talk about it. But know that there's different ways to tackle this than just telling yourself that you your brain doesn't work like that or that you can't do X, Y, and Z because... That's just not who you are. Like, let's get that out of the question. You can do anything you set your your set your mind to. You can do, you know, you could read the whole, I was going to say Bible. I don't know. I was trying to think of like a big book, the biggest book you can think of. You can sit down and read it, but you just have to figure out what works best for you. And if that's actually even worth your time, is it important to you to sit down and read that book? Or is it just going to cause more stress? If it's going to stress you out more, then like, let's take that off your plate. And fill it with something that you're enjoying, that you're excited about. And if you're excited about it, it's going to make you want to focus more. So dive into it a little bit more. Focus on something that brings you joy, even if you don't feel like it's a productive thing. If you're like, oh, I love playing Animal Crossing, but I can't really do that. Like, that's not productive. I need to clean the house. I don't care if your house is the dirtiest house in the world. If you're stressed and overwhelmed, it's not going to help you to put that extra stress and that extra pressure on yourself. You're just going to lay on the couch longer and just wallow in the fact that your house is the messiest it's ever been. Do 15 minutes for you and then maybe do 15 minutes of cleaning. It's going to help you to balance things out if you really focus on that stress aspect first. Um, Because I know when I'm stressed, I don't want to move. I don't want to do the things. When I dive deep and I do something for myself, like take a bath, I come out feeling clean, which might make me feel more motivated to clean my house um, and to take that extra step. So do that when you're feeling this way. Um, And again, send me a message. Know that you're not alone in this because so many people reached out to me saying that they were feeling the same way and struggling with keeping focus. So I am thinking of you this week and I hope that you have a better focused week, that you're able to get the things done that you've been wanting and that you tackle those goals with the positive mindset that you deserve. Thank you so much for listening today. If you connected with this episode, it would mean the world if you shared it with a friend or on your social media and tag me so I can personally thank you for getting the word out. I'm so grateful you're here with me. And don't forget, you are the magic. It's time to shine.